Come on, pray one more time, somebody. Amen. Hebrew 6 and 10. I need y'all to hear me because God is talking to us today. Thank you, Jesus. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye has showed toward his name, and that ye has ministered to the saints and do minister. Sometimes, some church people act like the unrighteous. This is what God gave me. I ain't coming to beat right up today. But sometimes church folks act like the unrighteous folks. Just like folks in the world. Talk to me, saints. But thank God that God is not unrighteous. Y'all better hear me. Thank God that God is not unrighteous. Because if God was unrighteous to forget our labor of love. See, I'm going to tell you something. You know, good works will not save you. But every Christian is supposed to have good works. You're supposed to do good things. Because when Jesus Christ came to this earth, he went about doing good and healing all that was oppressed of the devil. And when a Christian gets born again, when your life gets changed, you're supposed to start doing good works. Not only good works, but labor of love. See, we're not supposed to do good works to be seen. Come on, saints. You know, a whole lot of folks do a whole lot of good works, but they do it for, for self-gratification. But we're supposed to labor. It's the same way a, 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 a mother would have a baby. You know, it's a lot of labor going there because that woman loved that child. Amen? So we're supposed to labor like that. That 10th verse again, God is not unrighteous to forget your works and your labor of love in which you have showed towards his name. If you ain't got none, you better start doing something. From nothing, from nothing leaves nothing. In that ye has ministered to the saints and do minister. Ain't nothing you has ministered. I mean, time passed. But do minister. Now, God is talking to some people that, 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 that uh, 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 is not what they're supposed to be in Christ. <clears throat> Y'all better say amen. <clears throat> but yet you got some good works behind you. And the devil been talking to you that God is through with you. Talk to me, somebody. But see, God is not like man. Amen? Thank God. Sometimes church folk act like unrighteous folks. Some church folk. Talk to me, saints. But thank God, God is not unrighteous. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. If God was unrighteous to forget our works and See, when you labor in love, God don't forget that. Amen? When, when you labor in love, God do not forget that because God is not unrighteous. <clears throat> if God was unrighteous, like a whole lot of us are, and forget all, like, you know, some folks forget about all the good. Talk to me, saints. And the only thing they think about is when you do something wrong, talk, they forget about all the good. Do you love me, saints? But God ain't like that. God is not unrighteous to forget your works and labor of love and that you have ministered unto the saints. <clears throat> and you do minister. I mean, you're still doing it. So if you didn't stop, you need to start back. You need to get back on the field. Talk to me, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. If God was unrighteous to forget our works and labor of love, he would have never sent his only begotten son to die on the cross. But because God is not unrighteous, Brother Cooper, 
to remember your labor of love and that you have ministered unto the saints and do minister. God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Thank God that God is not unrighteous like man is. Y'all want to say amen? Thank God that God is not unrighteous like man is. Are you following me saying? Man is just waiting on you to slip. They wait on you to say the wrong thing. So they can say, uh-huh, I got you. I know he was faking all the time. But God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love in that you have ministered unto the saints and do minister. You need to keep on doing it. You don't stop doing good. You need to find out how to do more good. I'm giving a preaching a minute. Tell Lord, thank you, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. So what God did, God sent Jesus Christ in our place. And he died on that cross. And if you believe in him, you will not perish. And that's the message today. Somebody, the devil trying to tell somebody, that you, you're not going to perish. Look around and tell somebody, say, I'm not going to perish. Tell somebody else, say, I'm not going to die. Say, I shall not die. But declare the works of God. And what that means, you're going to keep on doing good. And if you didn't stop doing good, you're going to get out of the seat of doing nothing and start doing good again. Somebody say, I'm so tired of them church folks. I don't know what I'm going to do. You're going to start doing good. That's what you're going to do. Come on. You're going to start back ministering. And if you're still ministering, you're going to keep on ministering. Because, see, first of all, people don't pay us. But God is the one that's going to pay us. God is not like man. God is not unrighteous. Somebody says, I would know, if I would know he was like that, I would have never put all my labor. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love and that you has ministered. But the church folks can stop ministering and do minister. Amen. If God was unrighteous, he would have never sent Jesus. But God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, you can change that whosoever and put your name there. Whosoever believes, he shall not perish. And what God told me to uh, look around and tell somebody, I'm not going to perish. See, you got to say this thing. You got to say it. I'm not sick, I'm well. I'm not weak, I'm strong. The Bible said, let the sick say I'm well. Let the weak, you got to say, I shall not perish. David was facing opposition, and the enemy was closing in upon him, and David said, I shall live and not die. But I'm going to keep on ministering. I'm going to declare the works of God. That's how folks backslide. Amen? See, nobody backslide in one day. The devil started playing with your mind. Amen? Then you miss one and go out there and make a mistake, and then you quit church. Quit praying. Quit reading the Bible. That's how the devil gets you. Talk to me, somebody. And then the devil, and then once the devil gets you out there, oh my God, oh, you, you might as well stay on out here now, but God is not unrighteous. Now, thanks God gave this to me last night to forget your work and lay. God has invested too much in somebody to let you go just like that. Talk to me, somebody. I'm going to preach in a minute. Somebody wave your hand to God. Man, the devil is a, look around and say, the devil is a lie. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So uh, the 11th verse, it said, and that, you de- and that we desire, this is Paul talking, that every one of you, we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence, a full assurance and hope unto the end. Amen. The same diligence. And what God gave me here to stay saved, you got to show the same diligence it took to get saved. See, some, y'all better say, man. I mean, some of us labored to come out the world. You know what God brought you from. And all of a sudden, we done got over here in this 21st century, and all this new junk has been thrown in our face. Amen? So, so people just, uh, nobody's really laboring to be saved. That's how I come to church, how I ain't fooled no more. You got to put on a program to make some more. I ain't putting on nothing to draw nobody. Don't nothing draw nobody but the pure word. And if you love the word, you're going to love me. Amen? When it comes down to the house of God and the work of God and ministering to the saints, be energetic. Be quick. Jump up and say, let's go to church. Let's go to Bible study. Let's pray. Let's seek God. Because God is not unrighteous to forget your works and labor of love and that you have ministered and do minister. Something has taken place in the 21st century that people are no longer energetic about going to the house of God. They are no longer energetic about doing good works. They are no longer energetic about evangelism. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. But when it comes down to doing what we want to do, we got all kind of energy. But when it comes down to God, we tired. And what God gave me here, that you be not slowful, but follow them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. All of God's promises is under a sworn oath. Amen, which means it is binding. Every promise in this Bible, whenever God makes you a promise, God has swore unto you. Do you not know when you come to the house of God and you receive the word of God from the pulpit, God is swearing unto you. And that word swear, amen, or else to be under an oath, that means it is binding. If you keep believing, God got to do it because it's binding just like a contract. And because it is binding, God is not unrighteous because unrighteous folk break contracts. They break oath. They'll tell you something and be lying all between their teeth. But God is not unrighteous to forget your way and labor of love and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Amen? It is a binding contract. If you keep on believing, God got to do it. The Bible said he hastened over his word to perform it. He said in one place that God is not man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Had he not spoken, it, will he not do it? God got to do it. See, y'all don't know that God got to Look around here and say, God got to do it. Stop pulling your hair out. And start back ministering. Oh, y'all ain't heard me yet. I'm just getting started because see, people need this word now. We don't need no foolishness in the house of God. We don't need to be amused, man. That, that devil is mad with somebody. Talk to me, somebody. So the 14th verse, praise God. The 13th verse, when God made the promise to Abraham, 
Because he could swear, there was that word, by no greater, he swear by himself. But what folks don't realize, God made this promise to Abraham. Amen? He swore to Abraham. Every time God makes you a promise, he swear. Now sometimes man will swear and be telling a lie. But when God swear, he ain't lying to you. It is binding. God got to do it. God told Abraham, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's uh, uh, Genesis, the, the, the uh, 17th chapter, told himself uh, how he was going to bless him. And told him what he was going to do. Uh, 13th chapter. And then Abraham started listening to Sarah. Because God said, I'm going to give you a child. 13th chapter, I believe it is. In your old age. Well, he started listening to Sarah. And Sarah said, child, we can't have no baby. You better go into the handmaid. He went into the handmaid and they had a child. But that was not God's promise. That's how come they got such a mess in the Middle East today. The ISIS and all these crazy folks killing folks. Amen? But guess what? In the, 15th, in, in the 17th chapter, the 15th through 17th chapter, God still gave Abraham a son by his wife. Y'all better say amen. But what I'm trying to say, when God first made the promise to Abraham, Abraham was not perfect. Because he went and go slept with, and slept with a hagger. Now look, no, don't nobody go do that and say, Pastor Gamma told you to do that now. Pastor Gamma told me, say, I ain't got to be perfect. Say, I can go, I ain't tell you nothing. Don't lie on me. But what I'm trying to tell you, what God told Abraham in the 12th and the 13th chapter, amen, even though Abraham made a mistake, it was still binding. <laughs> God still had to do it. In the 19th chapter, God told Abraham, walk down before me and be thy perfect. But when God first made the promise to Abraham, Abraham was not near perfection. Amen? He was messing up every day. But what God said, it was still binding. And how come it was still binding? Because Abraham still labored. And he still ministered. He never stopped working. How come David said, I'd rather be a dough keeper? I might not be a preacher. Amen. Come on. But if I can just keep the dough. I'd rather be a dough keeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Man, this thing is binding. Folks don't know their Bible. Folks don't believe what God say. Just like Abraham, Sarah didn't believe what God say, and Abraham hearkened to her. When Sarah said, go in there and lay with Hagar, the Bible said he hearkened to her. He ain't he, he argued at all. He hurried on up in there. And the Bible says, as soon as she got pregnant, Sarah was despised in her eyes. And one day, Sarah, amen, after 12 years, after Ishmael was born, or 14 years, I ain't got my history right today, y'all help me out. Sarah still had that promised child by the name of Isaac. And this big old boy, 14 years old, laughing at the baby. The Bible says Sarah saw, saw Ishmael mocking Isaac. She saw the child of the handmaid, which means ridicule and mockery. And that's what they do in the church world today. If, if you got the real Holy Ghost, they mocked you. They tell all kind of old crooked, dirty jokes. 
And Sarah said, cast out the bondwoman and her child, because he cannot be an heir with my child. And Abraham, his heart was heavy because that was his seed. But God told Abraham, hearken to the voice of your wife. And that was one of the few times where God told a man, listen to your wife. See, y'all don't love me because I'm a real preacher. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. And Ishmael was put out. Everybody know that story. Amen? But, but nevertheless, let's stay with promise today because we're talking about promise. We ain't talking about your mistake. We're talking about the promise. You can make a mistake. You can mess up in life. But it ain't got nothing to do with God's promise if you get back in tune with God. If you get back in the house of God and get on your faith and start seeking God's faith. Because what God said is binding. Talk to me somebody. When God made the promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself. Somebody said, Lord, how much? He swore by himself. And this is what he said, surely blessings I will bless thee. Now see, God is talking to somebody sitting up in here today. Matter of fact, God is talking to everybody if you can hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. And what God is saying to you is, surely, or should I put it in your language, no doubt. <laughs> Look at my tell somebody, I said, no doubt. I said, no doubt. T -t tell somebody, I said, no doubt. See, I know God's going to do it. Ain't that something? Because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Thank you, Jesus. Saying, surely blessings I will bless thee and multiply I will. That's what God said. Don't tell me what nobody else say. Let God's word be true and let every man be a liar. But too often we believe what folks say. We are so emotional. We look at the weather. Do you know it's a scripture in the book of Proverbs? It says, he that watches the wind will not sow. See, in the old days, you know, they didn't have a, a weatherman like we have. They didn't have nobody to tell you when the hurricane was coming. But they look at it. It's windy out there today. I think I'd go back home and go to bed so they wouldn't plant no seeds. And then a little while later, the wind cleared up and they ain't had no seeds planted. And then the harvest time was over, and they had no fruit. They had no harvest because they watching the wind. You know what? I ain't going to do nothing today because it's windy outside. I tell you what, keep on watching the wind. Let God speak to you. Whenever God tells you something to do, it's always going to be something that makes it look unfavorable. Ooh, I'm preaching to somebody. It always going to look, it always look funny. It sure look funny. I know you said this, but I don't know if I was you. Don't tell me what you was me, because you ain't none of me. And I ain't none of you. Stop washing the wind. And the wind also means every form of doctrine. Everybody, when you try, before you try to get saved, ain't nobody told you nothing about God. They didn't care what you do. But time you make your mind up to try to do right, everybody want to give you counsel. Blessed is a man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of a sinner, nor sits in the seat of a scornful. And you better not be going to a church where they really preaching the truth is. Or everybody going to try to counsel you then. They don't want you there, honey. Because they know this word 
it gets you like a hook. When it get down in you, it, it mean no doubt God got to move for you. Do y'all still love me? Amen? So saying, surely blessings, I will bless thee and multiply, I, I will multiply. That's what God promised. Now look what God gave me here. The blessings of God is a revival in your soul and M-O-N-E-Y. If you get money, amen, and, and there's no revival in your soul, money alone is not a blessing. Money is just gain. Amen? In the Bible says some men love gain rather than godliness. But godliness with contentment is what? Great gain. So when God talks about blessing Abraham, excuse my language, he was talking about reviving his soul and giving him money. All these prosperity folk, prosperity man, look man, your soul need to be revived. You need to learn how to act when you get the money. I know what we're saying. When I get the money, I'm at the challenge. If you're, you're flush, if, if, you're, if you're not consecrated by prayer and fasting, you don't know what you would do if you get a lump sum of money. It has been proven throughout history. Most of the folks that cast a lot of wind up dead broke. Families broke up. Families destroyed. Folks dying. Y'all gonna say, man, but what God told me, God told Abraham, surely blessings, I'm going to bless thee. When God spoke about blessing, he was not talking about money. He was talking about money and revival. <laughs> you need to be revived so you know how to act when you get that money. Ooh, talk to me somebody. Back in the days, see, I, see, I remember those tents used to be spread all out across South Florida. Everywhere you went was a tent. Hot and sweaty. In the wintertime, cold, it was packed out. Folks ain't had no good job. We remember I ain't got good jobs. Oh, no, I can't go out there in that air. It might damage my hair. So when God blessed us with money and we was not revived, that ain't no blessing. Next thing you know, the house tore up. All kind of bad things didn't happen. Folks fighting each other because they got money and they was not revived. But the blessing that God promised Abraham is the same blessing that he promised you. It's revival. And increase, but it was revival and money. Now, how many believe that? You have to prepare yourself how you're going to act. Are you still going to be humble? When you start making six figures, can anybody tell you anything then? Or can't nobody tell you nothing? Talk to me, somebody. Amen? But the fifth verse is so, after he had patiently endured, he attained the promise. Patience is a fruit of the spirit that nobody uh, pray to have. But it is very necessary if you're going to uh, have the favor of God in your life. You need to have some patience. You don't quit too quick. Talk to me, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Amen? Now, let's go somewhere. It's going to get good here in a minute. I'm going to be through. Amen? The 16th verse says, for when men swear by the greater in an oath of confirmation, amen, is to them an end of all strife. Men always swear by the greater. You never swear by the lesser. That come God could swear by no greater. So he swore by himself, saying, surely bless them, I'm going to bless you. And multiply, I'm, that's what God said, I'm going, that's a promise. Amen? 
So that's what that word uh, uh, oath, it means something that's binding. There's again. When a man swear by the greater, for very, what truly means men swear by the greater of an oath of confirmation. This is the end of all strife. Why in God willing more abundant to show unto the heirs. Now who are the heirs? Amen? Who are the heirs? We are the heirs. First of all, amen, what makes us a heir is because God made a promise to Abraham. And Abraham could only attain that promise by hearing what God say and believing what God say. And because we are the church, we have to hear what God say and believe what God say. And that's what makes you an heir. When you, whenever you are an heir, you got something coming to you. You have an inheritance. You got some money somewhere. It's going to come. Come on, somebody. Or else you got a blessing. Talk to me, somebody. So, uh, the 17th verse, when God willing more abundant to show unto the heir, that's us, the promise of the immutability of his counsel, he confirmed it by an oath. He confirmed it by an oath, which means it was binding. Amen? That, what that really means, God got to do it. Or I'll put it in black English, no doubt. God going to do it. When God tells you something, it is binding. If you keep believing. And you keep on laboring and working. You don't stop. Y'all better say amen. Thank you, Jesus. A whole lot of folks go to church and they look for the thousands. That's good too, because God could be up in there. But you don't need but two or three believers. If you can get two or three believers and you touch with them, that thing is binding. Matter of fact, when Jesus got ready to heal the, uh, uh, the, 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 the man, he put the unbelievers out of the room. Do y'all love me, church? I'm going to preach right now. I'm preaching right now, but I'm going to go somewhere now. God's going to do something for somebody, man. God talking to you. You ought to put your hands on yourself and say, God talking to me. You ought to say, I'll take that. Talk to me, somebody. The 17th verse, why in God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of the promise, the immutability of his counsel, he confirmed it by an oath. That means it was binding. He said it, and he can't take his word back. Even after Abraham went and slept with, with Hagar, God's word was still binding what God had already told him. Before Abraham ever made a mistake, God told him to look to the east, look to the west, look to the north, look to the south. That's how your seed going to be. And Abraham believed God and it was counted or else it was added or else it was computed to his account for righteousness. Amen? And because he kept on laboring, it was binding. Even after he made a mistake, God could not take his word back. Because the scripture could not be broken. Amen? So after 13 years after Ishmael was born, Sarah still had a son named Isaac. And he was the child of promise. Because it was binding what God said. And even Sarah herself did not believe. Sometimes folks don't want to believe with you. But if you keep on believing, they can't break your contract. That's how come I hang by myself. You know what folks talk? You ain't got to believe what God told me. As long as I keep on believing, God going to do it. How many of y'all hear me? Do you love me, church? Let's go somewhere now. Thank you, Jesus. The 17th verse, why ain't God willing more abundant to show to the heirs of the promise the immutability of his counsel he confirmed about oath? That by two immutability, by 
two immutable, I love King James things, in which it is impossible. Do you see that, saints? For God to lie, because it's binding. We may have strong consolation who have fled from the refuge to lay hold on the hope that is set before us. So you got immutable, immutability, and then you got immutable, those two words. And what they basically mean in the Greek is immutable. Immutability, it means that God's word is unchanged. It is unchanging. And immutability means unchangeable. That means nobody else can't change what God said to you. By two immutabilities. God is unchanging and he's unchangeable. What God has told you because somebody else don't like you, they can't change what God has said unto you. Ooh, somebody say something. That's how come the devil is a liar. That's how come Jesus told Peter, said, I rebuke thee, Satan, because you ain't saying what God said. You just running your mouth. God's word is immutable, which means unchanging and unchangeable. That thing is so binding, can't nobody change it. If you believe it. And if you got a man of God to thump that Bible to you and explain it to you, let you know your rights. Look around here, somebody say, I got rights. Hallelujah. Say, I got rights. Not only do I have a right to vote, but I got a right to believe the immutable, the unchangeable promise of God. Lord help us. Woo, Jesus. How many believe this now? Now, if you don't believe it, then you might as well tear the contract up. Do you love me, church? Thank you, Jesus. So, amen, uh, so the 18th verse said that by two immutable things in which it is impossible, somebody else lying, God ain't lying, for God to lie, we may have strong consolation who has fled, underline that word fled, fled for the refuge. Now see, most times when people flee, they're running from something. But this flee right here, you are running to something. You have fled to the rescue. To lay hold on this, the hope which is set before us. Talk to me, somebody. So praise God. Uh, let me slow down. Oh, I need to get all this right here. What God gave me when it says you got to flee, but they fled for the refuge. And what they really mean is that everything in this world is sinking sand. Everything that anybody told you that different from God is sinking. I don't care what they told you, you need to flee from it. And you need to flee to the refuge is what God say. And what God gave me, you need to run and don't look back. Everything that you learned in the world that you think you know, you need to run from it. That's the refuge. That's the word. And Lot took his two virgin daughters and my God and his wife and they start getting out of that city. And the Bible said they tear it. And the angels literally caught them by the shoulders, took them up, and took them out and put them on the edge of the city and said, don't look back. But Lot's wife knew that that was a prosperous city. She knew she knew how to scheme and plot and make money. So she looked back. And when she looked back, she turned to a pillar of salt. And according to archaeologists and scientists, that pillar of salt is standing there today. 
because she looked back. Because when God rained fire out of heaven, it sucked all the moisture out the body. Are you following me, saying? And all of the, the whole city and, and a, a sulfur material came up. The, red, the dead sea, the water is so salty until you can't even sink in it. You can lay flat on your back. The dead sea is so salty, cannot even a swim live in that water. Now, I've been to Utah. And out in Utah, they got what they call a great salt lake. The water is so salty that no fish live in it. It is beautiful. But they had these little shrimp things in there, little shrimps, you know. But the Dead Sea is so salty that nothing can live because that's what God said when God, it used to be a city. And when God destroyed that city, he said no life will ever live here forever. And on the, on the banks of, that, of, of, the red, of the Dead Sea, not the Red Sea, that is a pill of salt is Lot's wife. Over the years, it has got bigger, you know, through all uh, stuff, but it's still sitting there in the form of a person. Because when God rang fire from heaven upon Sodom and Gomorrah, it, that fire was so hot till it sucked the moisture. It consumed everybody in the city instantly and made them ashes. But because she was on the out and she looked back, and when that mushroom cloud came up and she inhaled all of that suffer and salt. Y'all better say amen. She was instantly mummified. Ain't that something? So God spoke to me and that's in the Bible. Remember Lot's wife. When God makes you a promise and you start looking back, you are not fleeing for the refuge. That's how come a lot of folks don't get it from because they don't believe what God said. You know, do you know the Bible said that a double-minded man is what? Unstable. And do you know what that really means? I think I go. I think I go. Uh, 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 go here today. Oh no, I think I go back. I, I, I think, uh, no, no, no. You know what? I think I go. I think I go to church today. Oh no, 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 no. I think I go to the bar. Double-minded. Unstable in all his ways. I believe I pray. No, I ain't gonna pray. No, no, no. I, I ain't got time to pray. That's double-minded, un- un- instability. I'm giving it, do y'all still love me, church? Amen? So it says, there's 18 verse, by two immutability things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we may have strong consolation. Who has fled? You got to flee. For the refuge to lay hold on a hope that is set before us, is always in front of you. Which hope we have an anchor to the soul, both sure and steadfast, that was instant to the veil. What a Jesus but the forerunner of us, even Jesus, made a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. One more time, you ain't finished. Psalm the fourth chapter. I'm gonna let you go home now. We'll be out of here in, in ten minutes. Psalms number four. When you get Psalms number four, say amen. Man, I know that how come the fight is so bitter. Don't you know the closer you get to the promise, the more the devil fights you? Why you want to throw in the tower now? Why you want to stop doing good? Y'all gonna say amen? Thank you, Jesus. Why you want to stop doing what's, what's, what's right? Let the devil use you. Talk to me, somebody. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Psalms number four. When you get it, say amen. That, that first verse says, Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness, for thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Righteousness is your labor of love. If you ever did anything out of your heart, out of pure love, that's your righteousness. 
if you ever helped anybody out of your pure heart, not tit for tat, if you ever supported a good work, that's your labor, of, that's your righteousness. And God is not unrighteous to forget your righteousness and your works and your labor of love and that you has ministered and you do minister. See, see, righteousness is just like a bank account. You can draw from it. God told sent the prophet Isaiah to Hezekiah's house and told him to tell Hezekiah to get his house in order. He was going to die. And Hezekiah turned his back to the wall. Back to the world, face to the wall. He said, God, remember how I live in my day. How I walk right before you. And before he can get home, God sent the prophet back to him and gave him 15 years because he drew from his righteous account. If you ain't got no righteous account, you better start building one. And how you start building a righteous account, this won't get you to heaven, but you start doing good work. Man, if, if, if folks is right, you're supposed to support the righteous and, and don't support the devil. That's how you get right, man. Amen? But do y'all get the message today? Stand to your feet. Oh, you ought to thank God because he ain't unrighteous. You ought to thank God that he's not unrighteous. God has not forgot. Amen? Your labor of love and how you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Ain't that something? If God had a, if God was unrighteous, he would have never sent Jesus. He sent a righteous man to die in your place. Amen? Because he's not unrighteous. And when he sent Jesus, uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes shall not perish but have everlasting life. Look around here, smile, say, I shall not perish. I shall not perish from my dreams, my visions, my hope. And say, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of God. All I need to do is keep on ministering. If I stop ministering, I need to start back. Because of his immutable promise. His promise is immutable and immutability. God is unchanging and unchangeable because somebody else don't act right they can't change what God promised me because all of his promise is yea and amen because he could swear by no greater he swear by himself saying surely look at my test I said no doubt I'm going to bless you and multiply I'm going to multiply you and after he had patiently endured, he inherited promise. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him right now. Come on and praise him, somebody. Somebody worship him. Somebody shout glory. Somebody worship him right now. Because of his immutable, his immutable promises. Hallelujah. Thank God that God is not unrighteous. Sometimes church folks act unrighteous. Sometimes your boss man treats you wrong. Sometimes a family member treats you wrong. David said, when my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord is going to lift me up because he's unrighteous. 
the Lord is not unrighteous. He has not forgot your works and labor of love. Hallelujah! David said, though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. For one thing have I desired, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of God all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. God is not unrighteous. I don't care who let you down. I don't care who hurt your heart. I don't care who lied to you. I don't care who lied on you. God is not unrighteous. Hallelujah. And because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Surely, blessing, I'm going to bless you. Look around and say, that's me too. And multiply. I'm going to multiply thee. Don't you stop praying because see like God ain't moving. Talk to me, somebody. Stand in awe. Sin not. Be still. Hallelujah. A whole lot of them gonna tell you wasting your time. You just wish for thinking. But he that shall come will come and will not perish. I'm getting ready to sing a song. And this song is gonna be your prayer. It's gonna be your answer to everybody's prayer today. Because God knows the storm is passing over. Amen? The dry time, that means when you can't hear from God, seem like the heaven shut up and seem like you're in a box and seem like the heaven has become brass and nothing will move and you're all confused. You need to praise him right now. Because of his immutable, by two immutability, which means unchanging and unchangeable. Even after Abraham made that mistake and listened to Sarah and laid with Hagar and created chaos. To this day, that's a war in the Middle East. ISIS is a part of Ishmael. Amen? But yet, his promise is yea and amen. Because it's impossible for God to lie. And he swore unto Abraham, saying, surely blessing, I'm going to bless thee and multiply. And how come Abraham was so rich? And not only was Abraham rich, David was rich. Solomon was rich. God's people are rich. But if you just get money and you don't get no revival, you're talking about miserable. And how come Hollywood full of drug addicts now? They got increased, but they have not been revived. But when you get are you, God told me blessings is money and revival. You need to be revived. You need to find yourself to the house of God where the truth is being thumped. Hallelujah God. I want you to bow your heads right now. So Lord Jesus, I repent for my sins. My greatest sin is when I figured that God was like man. But Lord Jesus, now I realize that you are not unrighteous. You have not forgot when I tried to do right. Lord Jesus, in spite of my hurt, in spite of my letdown, in spite of what I've been through, I know now that you are not unrighteous, that you would not forget my works and my labor of love. And Lord Jesus, right now, I rededicate myself. I start laboring I start doing what is good. I'm going to tighten up. 
I'm going to read my Bible more. I'm going to pray a little more. Lord Jesus, I thank you for that storm passing over. And God knows I see in the spirit your storm. You got to believe it. Because see, this is the word of God. Your storm, if you're going through a storm right now, confusion, setback, doubt, you need to say no doubt. The storm is passing over. And somebody said hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout yeah. Shout yeah. Shout yeah. Look around and tell somebody say really? The storm is passing over right now. It's impossible for God to lie. His promise is unchangeable and unchanging. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. Shout yes. Shout yes. Listen to me. Listen to me. You know, uh, God finna get somebody out of debt because he spoke it to me. Now listen to me. When God gets you out of debt, the only thing you're going to owe man is to love him. He said, owe no man nothing but do what? When you get out of debt, don't stick your head up. You got to keep on loving. So if you keep on loving, you're going to keep on ministering. You're going to keep on laboring. Now, how many believe that word? How many believe? How many believe? How many believe you get ready to come out of debt? See, you got to listen for the prophetic. You got to be able to hear when God speak. God going to make you debt free. The only debt you're going to have is to love mankind. And why you going to love mankind? Because God created mankind. And if God created mankind, then you're going to keep on ministering. You're going to keep on laboring. You're going to keep on blessing those people. Amen? I'm going to pray for Brother Cooper, and I want to pray for my, my three sisters from Orlando, because I don't see them every day. Praise God. Father God, I thank you for this man of God. Your left ear stopped up like it won't open. Your ear going to open. Look at him. Show me that finger. Y'all see that finger right there? Now, I know it ain't too straight, but y'all look at it. Look at it. And I know it's a little bit short, but the doctor told him that that finger had to be amputated because it had turned black. It was dead. And if they didn't amputate it, it was going to infect his whole body. And I said, Brother Cooper, you ain't going to lose now another finger. And we prayed, and that thing, thought that black started going up until it came on the end of the tip. And the tip end of his finger, it cut itself off. It fell off. And a nail grew on his finger. Glory to God. God going to open your ears. God going to fix it. You believe it? In the mighty name of Open in Jesus' name. Unstop his ears. 
by a miracle of deliverance. It's going to be all right. Say, what you say? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I need my three sisters from Orlando to come up here. Sister Sheila, Sister Regina, and the other young lady. We're going to pray. And God's going to move. This word for y'all three is, for some of y'all, it is an establishment. And for others, it is a greater establishment. That means God has already did something. He's got to add to it. See what I'm saying? So uh, what, are, what are you just beginning and what have you been in it for a while? It's, uh, you got the establishment and you got the greater establishment. We're going to pray and God going to move. Do you believe it? She said, I believe it. That means God got to do it. Do you believe it? That means God got to do it. Do you believe it? That means God got to do it. Unchanging and unchangeable. I'm going to pray for you first. Thank you. Lift your hand. Father God, in the mighty name of the Lord, Jesus. As I lay my hands on this woman, I break the hindrance in Jesus' name. I see you trying to go forward and it's just like a rubber band. And when you walk, that rubber band kind of, you go forward, then it bounces you back. It pulls you back. But this time when you go forward, that rubber band going to break. And you're going to keep going forward. You're going to keep being blessed. Ain't nothing going to hold you back. In the mighty name of the Lord, Jesus! Oh, there it is. There it is. It's all. Ooh, Jesus. Somebody praise him now. Lift your hand, sister. Oh, Jesus. Hold up. Lord have mercy. You know what I want you to do? I want you to, when you get home, I want you to write limitations. I want you to look it up, limitations, because that's what the devil is trying to do to you, trying to limit you. You, have, you got enough. God has always been good to you. And I want you to look at the word unlimited, because God is going to take the limitation off. In the mighty name of the Lord, Jesus! Lord, I, ooh, somebody, why don't you praise him, man? Why don't you praise him? Why don't you praise him? Ooh, hallelujah. And for God, for you, daughter, what I'm praying about, it is being done right now. All you got to do is say hallelujah. Because it is being done. See, it's it's a spoken word. It's, it's a spoken word. It's just like, it's just like, I know I ain't nobody. God, I ain't nothing. But when I'm, when I'm preaching, what you be doing? Like, you be pulling that thing in. You hear me? You hear me, daughter? And it's being done as you stand. So when I lay my hand, I want you to say it's done. Say it's done. In the mighty name of the Lord. Oh, God. It's done. I don't know what it is, but it's done. I don't know what it is, but it's done. Somebody say hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout yes. Shout yes. Lord, 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 Lord. L- listen to me, saying, I didn't pray for everybody, but I want you to put your hands on yourself and say, I got it. Say, so what Pastor Fred preached today? I got it. And say, what I got? God is not like people. Say, thank God. God is not unrighteous. God is getting ready to move because God can't lie. His immutable and immutability. Unchanging and unchangeable. Look around and tell somebody, say, no doubt. Say, I has no doubt that God is doing it now. Hallelujah. Hey. Somebody do something. Somebody. Hey. Yeah. Woo. Lord, 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 Lord. This is the hour of restoration. God is restoring, God is reviving you spiritually because God's blessing is revival and money. Y'all better hear me because when your heart gets revived, you know how to act with the money. How many believe what I'm telling you? I speak prophetically. Let me tell you something. I'm finished preaching. But God spoke to me and told me these words right here. Too many folks are caught up with human nature. Human nature is not evil. But human nature is tied to the God of this world. What that really means is nature makes you want to do certain things. It ain't evil, but it's not tied to what God said. You got to pull yourself up. Don't let human nature control you. But you got to redirect your path by reading the scriptures and praying and saying what God said. Don't let human nature, human nature is tied to the God. The God of this world is the devil, your peers. Whatever go on around you is going to affect you. If you hang around folks that smoke dope, you're going to want to smoke dope because that's human nature. If you hang around folks that cuss all the time, you're going to want to cuss because that's human nature. It is tied to the God of this world. You got to pull yourself up and say what God said. And stay in the house of God. The blessing, listen to me saying, the blessings is revival and money. When you got, when your soul get revived, you know how to handle the money. And that's what God said he going to do. Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, God ain't did it yet. I'm still awake. Stand in awe. And sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. That means don't you, don't you flee from the refuge. Don't you leave the church because somebody else done left. Don't you start stinking and drinking because somebody else stinking and drinking. Don't you stop praying because see like God ain't moving. Talk to me somebody. Stand in awe. Sin not. Be still. Hallelujah. A whole lot of them are going to tell you wasting your time. 
You just wish for thinking. But he that shall come will come and will not perish. I'm getting ready to sing a song. And this song is going to be your prayer. It's going to be your answer to everybody's prayer today. Because God knows the storm is passing over. Now you follow me? So we're just going to sing this song. It's going to be the answer to your prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know the storm is passing on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, church. You believe it? Glory. Hallelujah. You know the storm is passing on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is the highest praise. So while you are standing in awe, you ought to say hallelujah. Instead of saying, oh God, oh my God, I know when they're going to have, I know all this trouble, I know it ain't going to never, you all say, hallelujah. Somebody say, hallelujah. Somebody shout, hallelujah. Somebody shout, yeah. Shout, yeah. Shout, yeah. Look around and tell somebody, say, Really? The storm is passing over right now. It's impossible for God to lie. His promise is unchangeable and unchanging. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. Shout yes. Shout yes. I don't know what it is, but it's done. Somebody say hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. 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 Lord, 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 Lord. Shh. Listen to me. Your little car, you ain't got but another year in college. You got a whole lot, child. You take this right here and lay it on the dashboard. Just lay it on the dashboard like it there. And wash it. <laughs> Father God, I put this. She, she drove the, uh, the, the Palm Beach and rode with little Fred today. If, if, if that car, if that car, if the wind blow hard, she gonna call us. The wind blow hard. That's the wind, baby. I hear a jingle inside them. Your keys, honey. Your keys rattling around there. But but uh uh, uh McCann told me said she know that car because she drives every day. She don't be making up stuff. You lay it on the dashboard of your car. And listen to me. I want you to cut this in half and I want you to put a piece in your room. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout Listen to me, Saint. I didn't pray for everybody, but I want you to put your hands on yourself. 